thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Shift Worker with your host, Audra Starkey. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Ship Worker podcast. My name is Audra Starkey and I'm here to help you to manage some of the toughest challenges we face whilst working 24-7. I have a super special guest on the podcast today, Yuri Elkane, who is joining us all the way from Toronto in Canada and he's going to be talking about a topic very close to my heart, that being eating for energy. Yuri is a nutrition, fitness and fat locks expert and the New York Times bestselling author of the All Day Energy Diet and the All Day Fat Burning Diet. He is a former professional soccer player turned health crusader and is most famous for helping people who've tried everything to lose weight and get in great shape with little success to finally obtaining some breakthrough results. So to tell us more about eating for energy, I'd like to give a warm Canadian healthy shift worker welcome to Yuri. Hello. How's it going, Adra? Yeah, really good. Really good. Thank you. Uh, as I was saying uh, just before we went um, to air, uh, I, I've actually, I'm staring at one of my books on a bookcase, which you actually wrote, gosh, I think it was probably over 10 years ago, uh, called Eating mm-hmm. for Energy. And um, it's, it, you'll be happy to hear it's actually full of yellow highlighted bits as I vigorously, <laughs> um, you know, um, was taking notes uh, and so forth on the side because I found it absolutely uh incredibly fascinating and it was before i even started my own sort of nutritional medicine um, journey but i'd love to hear your story yuri because whilst you may not have been a ship worker per se you've certainly got a history of experiencing ongoing and relentless tiredness yeah um i i mean most of my life up until i was i'd say in my early 20s was was spent pretty tired feeling pretty tired and Again, I didn't. I didn't realize why that happened. I mean, I grew up very active, playing soccer, and I thought it was just because I was playing so much soccer that I was so tired. And you know, to give you some context, I was sleeping ten to twelve hours a day, which is kind of like half my life. So, um, I didn't really think anything of it. And then, only later, once I experienced the difference, was I like, "Holy cow, this is you know incredible." So, um, I, so as a young guy, you know, teenager, very active, I, I didn't really pay attention to what I was eating. I just thought I could burn it all off, and I was invincible, like most teenagers feel. And so I had low energy, eczema, asthma, the whole bits. And then when I was 17, my body decided to send me a little bit more of a strong message because I wasn't getting the clue yet from those other symptoms and signs. So when I was 17, I started to lose my hair. And within about six weeks, I lost all of my hair, eyebrows, eyelashes, everything. And that was that was a pretty big wake-up call because that led me down this path of pursuing, okay, why, why did that happen? And then eventually figuring out that it was linked to a lot of the way, a lot of the stuff that I was eating growing up, which is processed foods, very few fruits and vegetables, very few alkaline-forming foods, more acidic, more you know, inflammatory, and all of that stuff eventually culminated it was kind of like a bubbling volcano that eventually erupted in in my in my in my case and you know it took me down this path of trying to figure out okay like who can i see what doctors you know might know the solutions but unfortunately the medical profession had no answers and it took me about eight years to eventually realize that food was the biggest issue and i actually realized this going back to school to study holistic nutrition and I, and I made these realizations that food is a, like the big game changer, made some changes to my diet, improved my energy like literally overnight. And 
that was like, holy cow. I mean, I've never experienced this much energy jumping out of bed in the morning, mm. having mental clarity throughout the day. And my hair started to regrow as well. So within about two months, my hair pretty much regrew itself. And I was like, there's something going on here that's that's pretty powerful. And that led me down this path of, of really sharing that message with more and more people because I've never met anybody who doesn't want more energy. You know, it's, it's one of those universal things where we want more energy so we can get get more done. We can be a better version of ourselves. Uh, we're not letting life pass us by. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm really committed to helping others improve how they feel on, on a day-to-day basis. Mm, wow, what a story. So that was an autoimmune disease, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's called alopecia. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. That's an amazing story. Uh, I guess one of the reasons why I wanted to you know talk to you on the podcast, Yuri, is because a big part of your philosophy, as you just said, is is helping people to regain their energy. Which I have to say, for shift workers, is something that we really struggle with, uh, given our ongoing very disrupted sleep deprived lifestyle uh, i guess mm-hmm. you could say we're in that permanent um, state of adrenal fatigue would you mind sharing with us some of um you know your ideas on how to regain that energy taking into consideration our sleep deprived lifestyle you just touched a little bit on the food side yeah you know, shift workers i feel sorry for you guys because it's <laughs> when you get when you start really shifting your circadian rhythm mm. it, it starts to wreak havoc uh, eventually on your body and so I'm not saying that you should stop, you know, being a shift worker, but um, you're you're kind of up against a little bit more of a challenge than most people. So one of the most important things in terms of having more energy is having a consistent sleep and wake schedule, which is obviously a little bit different if you're shift working. So what I would suggest is, to the best of your ability, is is really try to make up quality sleep throughout the day. So I don't know if um, you know everyone's times and kind of work hours are different. But I'm not a huge fan of napping in general, but if you're a shift worker, I think there's a lot of benefit to having a quick 20 to 30 minute nap at some point throughout the day to start to recapture some of that deep sleep that is often kind of deprived in kind of a broken circadian cycle like shift workers have. The key, though, is whenever you're sleeping is try to figure out how do I get the most out of this time I have. So if I'm going to be sleeping at you know eight in the morning until one in the afternoon, or whatever the times might be, how do I recreate a feeling of darkness, of nightness as best as possible? So if you have like a sleep mask, or like if you're, you want to be thinking of of sleeping in a cold, dark tomb. So think of yourself as a vampire, like literally a vampire, where you want a slightly cooler environment, pitch black, and more or less silent. So whatever you can do to create that, whether it's you know uh, blackout blinds or a sleep mask, anything else that's going to really reduce any visual light stimuli is going to make a big difference because that is going to allow your body to produce more melatonin, which is going to help you sleep a little bit more deeply. And that's kind of the first thing I would recommend. So um, other than the food, looking at lifestyle measures like improving sleep, taking maybe one Depending, you know, depending on the nature of your, your time, um, one, maybe two 20-minute naps throughout your day. And then just looking at really when you're sleeping, being as dark as possible because it's it's kind of you're trying to retrain the way your body operates. And just a question for you, Audra, like are most shift workers on a consistent schedule with their shifts? For instance, do they always work 
from let's say midnight till six in the morning or does it change all the time oh no it's i think for most shift workers it's all over the place yeah so yeah. i mean some people might you know have that permanent night uh consistency but a lot hmm. of them are the rotational shift work so which means you might be on a late one day and early the next and yeah which which does it, it makes it certainly makes it very challenging yeah yeah i mean the other thing you can consider is just, you know, not that I'm a huge fan of supplementing with melatonin, but that may assist if you're trying to fall asleep more effortlessly um, when you're having your, like, during your seven or eight hour sleep span. Because uh, especially if you're sleeping at, you know, if you're trying to go to sleep at eight in the morning after a, an entire night's work, you know, it's not as natural to the body. So melatonin can help get the body into a more of a sleepy state a lot more quickly. And that's obviously something that's used a lot for, you know, traveling and reducing jet lag as well. So that's maybe something to consider. Yeah, yeah. That's actually um, a, a prescriptive medication down here in Australia, actually. It's not as really? readily available, yeah, as um, as it is over um, uh, in the, your way, over in the States and Canada and so mm -hmm. forth. But, yeah, good tip, a good tip. Um, as our bodies, I guess, are in that biological stress mode um, as a result of working against, as you said, our circadian rhythms, um, not uh, um, actually some of the occupations that shift workers do are also incredibly stressful. So I guess we've got that double whammy kind of effect. And I'm thinking just off the top of my head, people like um, paramedics, police officers, doctors, nurses, firemen, to name a few. Have you mm -hmm. got any tips to help those um, who are facing with that ongoing stress each day? Yeah, so part of that is going to be so I, I think there's a really important component for some type of mindful practice, mindfulness, mm. where I think initially it starts with some level of meditation, whether that's five minutes, 10 minutes, deep breathing, like deep belly breathing, because what, like what we want to train our body to do is, is get to the point where when you're in a crazy, stressful situation, you can tap into your body and be like, am I chest breathing? Am I shallow? Or am I breathing through my belly and more deeply? Just at, like a, at a very simple level like that, because when we're breathing deeply, we're tapping into our, our parasympathetic nervous system. And that is the side of the nervous system that promotes relaxation. The other side is the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight stress response side of the nervous system. And most people already, shift worker or not, spend most of their time there. Mm -hmm. So what I would recommend is if you're a shift worker, is find five to 15 minutes a day, whenever you can, to focus on building in some level of meditation and deep breathing practice. What you want that to do is simply allow you to train yourself on recognizing how it feels to be relaxed. So that when you are in a stressful situation for several hours, you can use some type of cue or reminder to be like, okay, check in with the breathing, right? Because if you're bouncing all over the place and going, go, 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 you can still do that. You can still be the calm in the eye of the storm, but you have to be conscious of what that feels like. And so I think taking the time initially to train yourself on what it feels like to be relaxed and then taking those feelings into those various situations to be able to tap into those is very important. 
Because, mm. yeah, I think I think most of us can relate to when we're in that stressful situation. It's, yeah, you, you're doing that. You're not, you'll forget you're not really breathing properly at all, not really. It's, a, it's that short, shallow breath. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So you want to think of, again, this goes for anyone, shift work or not, is whatever we can do to spend more time in parasympathetic as opposed to sympathetic, which basically means relaxation versus fight or flight, the better off you're going to be at all levels of your health. Mm -hmm. So at a very simple level, just think of when you're breathing right now as you're listening to this, is your belly expanding when you breathe in or is your chest doing most of the work very shallowly? And if you're a chest breather like a lot of people are, that is a sympathetic type of breathing which doesn't help relaxation. So just think about take a deep breath expand your belly and just allow that to do its thing and train yourself to do that more frequently because when you train yourself and that becomes your just automatic way of breathing then your body is naturally spending more time in a more relaxed state mm, i love that yeah that's that's um that's a sensational advice yeah i was also um listening to an interview that you um were doing uh, on the wellness guys actually Mm -hmm. Uh, That was last year. Uh, And you were touching on certain foods or drinks uh, being energy zappers that actually can contain our energy even more, which includes things like coffee and energy drinks. And I'm sure many of our listeners are going to be really distraught to hear this um, because many rely on these sorts of stimulants to keep them going. But would Mm -hmm. you mind explaining more about these energy zappers, Yuri? Yeah, this is really important, especially for people like shift workers who are already in a sleep-deprived, stress situation. You cannot be adding stimulants to the mix because what that's doing is that is like rowing a boat with several holes in the boat, and all you're doing is quickly taking the water out of the boat. And you're doing that over and over and over again, and you're getting more tired by getting the water out of the boat than actually rowing the boat itself. So... The problem is like you have to fix the holes in the boats. That's the ultimate solution. And the way to do that is obviously by improving the quality of your sleep, getting better relaxation, and obviously improving the quality of your diet. So stimulants are going to directly impact your adrenal glands to pump out more cortisol and adrenaline. And that's why they, they give you that initial feeling of alertness because they put you in that fight or flight response mode. But again, that is very damaging to be in mm-hmm. prolonging mm-hmm. so yes you're going to feel alert for an hour but then you're going to crash and then you're going to feel like you need another fix so you go out and get another energy drink or sugar or chocolate and you come back up for a little bit and then you go back down and it becomes this up and down energy roller coaster which over time depletes your adrenal glands and if your adrenals get worn out well so does your thyroid and if your thyroid gets worn out your metabolism literally shuts down and then you just feel awful. So what I'd recommend instead is, so these energy vampires are sugar, caffeine, and those types of foods. So energy drinks, coffee, even black tea. If it's a non-herbal tea, will have a lot of caffeine in it. And then even looking at specific foods, like all the quick fix pastries and sugary refined carbohydrate foods, right? If you go to Starbucks, whatever's in the glass casing there is pretty much off limits if you want to if you want to have sustained energy so those are the big energy so it's ironic that the things that give you that initial burst of energy 
are the things that actually deprive you of energy in the long run. Mm, mm. And it's interesting that you touched on about uh, the adrenal flowing onto the thyroid uh, because there, there is a fair amount of, um, I guess, research that I've, I've, I've noticed coming up, the, the connection between the ship work and the thyroid the hyper- mm-hmm. hypothyroidism um, and yeah and obviously adrenal fatigue is something that shift workers have to yeah deal with with every single day but that's an interesting analogy that you're saying about the um the boat uh i think uh, i think we can all sort of relate to just wanting to gravitate towards the coffee machine and and dare I say the the uh, the muffins and the sugar laden cereals and things like that it, it does become an interesting um a vicious cycle for us, I suppose. Uh, yeah, well. and like I mean, it's it's not that you, you don't have to be perfect. Like yeah. I mean, not that not that there is a perfect, but just yeah. being aware of it is is helpful. Because another way to think of it is is using your credit card for every single purchase you ever make, thinking that is the same thing as having cash in the bank, right? Like using a credit card is borrowing from tomorrow with money you don't even have, and using a stimulant is borrowing energy that you don't even have either. So eventually you're going to have to play catch up and mm. <laughs> with energy, you just, you just end up feeling dis- destroyed over time. Mm. Yeah. Fascinating. So you're obviously, um, nutrition is definitely your thing, but physical exercise is a really important element, uh, obviously of what you teach as well. Are there certain mm-hmm. exercises that you would recommend for our shift workers? Because I've, I've kind of always felt that the more nourishing restorative types of exercise, such as yoga and qigong would be much better option for the, exactly what we were just talking about, the adrenal fatigue shift worker. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. For sure. If, yeah, like if you're already in a kind of a stressful mode, you don't you don't want to be doing a CrossFit, like mm. and stuff like that. You know, it's just going to destroy you. Mm. So definitely more restorative stuff is going to be very important. I think getting outdoors, getting more oxygen into your body is going to be very important as well. So whether that's walking a brisk walk or maybe it's a light jog, just something to really oxygenate your body is going to be really really powerful. And that's why yoga is so good because it really emphasizes the importance of of breathing mm. with movement. So. Yeah, I think those are all great examples. Mm. So, but I guess though, um, would it be okay? Do you think, like, if they once they're on their days off pattern, maybe day three or something, when they've got a bit more energy, would you maybe recommend a bit more high intensity then, just to get, I guess, because we obviously want to have that variety of different types of exercise. Obviously, the flexibility and the cardio as well. Yeah, you definitely want to be doing a couple of things. Like you want to be strengthening your body. Mm. So like that's going to be probably the most important thing is really building strong muscle or strength. Like so lifting heavier weights is important just for, you know, everyday function. Uh, It was interesting actually in space, I didn't know if you know this, on the International Space Station, they have a required two and a half hours of exercise every single day. The vast majority of that is strength training. Because in space, obviously, if you don't use your muscles, they basically disappear. And the same thing happens on Earth. If you don't use your muscles, they will turn to waste. And when we look at quality of life as we age, it's not so much that we don't have the aerobic capacity. It's that we can't even get out of a chair because our legs are too weak from sitting all the time. Mm. So, And I I say this because my grandfather was one of those people where, you know, like it would take him like a good amount of momentum to get out of his chair and like just from watching TV, and that's that's a problem because if you can't get out of your chair, what point is it to be able to walk around the block, right, aerobically? 
So build strength, like lift heavy weights, build a stronger body. You're not going to turn into a bodybuilder. Don't worry about that. Um, but, but also look at in, injecting those higher intensity exercise bouts where you are huffing and puffing and sweating because there's a lot of benefits to those as well. So I would say, again, everyone's schedule is different, but if you can get in a good huff and puff, I would say at least three or four times a week, and it doesn't have to be long. It could be 20 minutes. That's going to that's gonna be a very, very good thing for the health of your body. And then get in, let's say, one to two really good strength sessions. That's going to be very valuable as well. Mm, yeah, and I think that's, you know, certainly um, a, a doable thing. Once we sort of program it into our lifestyle, it's certainly not something that's um, – uh, you know, worthy of, of only the Olympic athlete. <laughs> yeah, kind of for thing. sure. So, yeah. Well, look, your latest book, uh, Yuri, is called uh, The All-Day Energy Diet, which for a shift worker sounds like a dream come true. I love that title. <laughs> Would you mind sharing <laughs> with us what um, what your book is all about? Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of, you know, a more elaborate conversation than what we've had here in terms of some of the science and some of the granular detail. Mm-hmm. But essentially, I show people why is it that we don't have energy, right? what's happening inside of our body that's robbing it, and how do we go about correcting that in a way that's sustainable, safe, and healthy, and that also helps you double your energy in seven days because that's the whole promise of the book. And you know, we've helped tens of thousands of people with this with this program, and you know, it's 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 pretty simple. Like the premise is there's a couple of different things, but at, at, at a very basic level, is you want to eat in a way that is going to nourish your body with micronutrients that your cells need to function properly. But those same foods are also going to provide your body with the ideal environment internally for it to function properly. And that means for, for instance, oxygen to be able to be delivered to your cells so they can use oxygen to make energy, which is what they need. And that's kind of the premise of of everything is if our cells don't receive oxygen, they can't produce energy. So the book shows you how to eat in such a way where we're basically getting more green foods, right? Greens in general are going to be the best source of these micronutrients and specific properties that are going to help shift your environment internally to the point where your body is able to find your blood is able to flow more freely to deliver oxygen throughout your body so that you're able to produce more energy because if your blood is sluggish you're going to feel sluggish as well and most people have sluggish blood because of the way they eat because everything we eat gets broken down absorbed into our bloodstream and then from there it goes to different areas of the body but if we're eating the wrong foods a lot of those energy vampires that we mentioned that's going to turn your blood into this thick sludge that would be like driving on the highway during rush hour versus driving on the highway at three in the morning when there's no traffic. And we want our bloodstream to be that 3 a.m. no traffic scenario, which is what it's built to do, as opposed to sitting in the traffic jam where no oxygen or very little of it is actually getting to your cells to produce energy. So basically the book shows you how to eat in a way to create that ideal environment internally. And when you do, the amount of energy you experience is almost overnight. It's crazy how fast that happens. And the nice thing is that as, as a byproduct, all other aspects of your health improve. Because one of the things I say is how you heal anything is how you heal everything. 
So if you want to lose weight, if you want to prevent disease, if you want better looking skin, if you want to feel younger, it's the same approach. And that's exactly what I show you how to do in this book. Mm, wow. I mean, even, uh, you know, shift work is, you know, we sometimes feel, you know, that three out of 10 because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we get caught in this vicious cycle of tiredness and eating really bad food and not sleeping and so forth. And we we can easily get into the trap of, yeah, not being can't be bothered to cook kind of thing so it is, does get that vicious cycle but even if we, you with what you're saying with the with um you know the ideas from your book that it, that's able to help us to go from a three out of ten to a seven out of ten because i honestly don't i don't know correct me if i'm wrong here but i i don't think that you we could ever reach that 10 out of 10 energy um energy kind of um status purely because of what we do but i think even if we can aim from a three out of ten to a seven out of ten maybe your book can do more yeah <laughs> um, no, and that's a great it's, we're heading in the right direction yeah i mean as long as you're going in the right direction not the reverse because it's all about progress right if we can go from a three to a four like we're on the right we're on the right path if we can go from a from a three to a seven or higher that's that's gravy and it's it's all about you know using those those little tweaks or insights or shifts that can make that happen. Mm, yeah, wow! It sounds like a great read. Well, what you've just mentioned about um, the green foods. So, what would be your top three nutritional tips that you would recommend for shift workers? So, eat more plant-based foods. Eat more vegetables. More of them in their raw states because when they're raw, they haven't been processed. They haven't been stripped of a lot of the nutrients that happen in the processing or heating process. And third is eat more of those in a blended or juiced format. And that's going to remove a lot of the fiber. Not that So fiber is important. And I'm not saying we should not have fiber. But in a lot of cases, the fiber locks up a lot of the nutrients inside these plants, inside these veggies. So when you juice or, or make a smoothie – you remove a lot of that fiber to get access to those nutrients, which allows your body to absorb and assimilate them a lot more effortlessly. So eat more plant-based foods, more of them in their raw states, and more greens juiced or put into a smoothie. Mm, so more of the liquid nutrition kind of foods. Yep, exactly. Mm. Awesome. Well, look, we're just about to wrap up uh, the podcast, Yuri, but I just want to change the topic slightly um, because I always like to ask my guests what their favourite uh, travel destination is and why. And I've been very fortunate to be able to visit Canada a couple of times because I have relatives in Calgary and Saskatoon. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, and I'd have to say that Canada is probably one of the places that I'd like to live outside of Australia but in the summertime, <laughs> do, yeah. you, do you have an all-time favorite holiday spot? I love Australia. I actually have ah. yeah, been there. Four, I, I've been there four times, but only to Adelaide. Yeah. So I, I've had family that's lived down there for a long time, and I, I haven't been to Adelaide. Or I haven't been to Australia for about fifteen years. So I'm due for a return. Um, but outside of Australia, which I really like because it's very similar to Canada mm. with better weather, and I like that fact about Australia. Um, but I'd say, outside of that, I'd say one of my favorite destinations is probably California because it, there's, there's so much diversity in terms of the landscape. The weather is beautiful. There's just something, I, I don't know, I, I can't even describe it. I just feel a really, I really feel good when I'm in California. It doesn't really matter where I am. It just 
anywhere in California. It's, I don't know if it's the ocean or like everything. It's, it's a pretty special place. With uh, lots of sunshine, it's kind of what it's renowned for, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Excellent. Well, look, this has been brilliant uh, chatting uh, with you, Yuri. Where can people find you to learn more about what you do, your book, and, and some of the offer, uh, services that you offer? Yeah, so the best place is my blog, which is yurielkaim.com. So that's Y-U-R-I-E-L-K-A-I-M.com. Uh, we're publishing daily content there, videos, blog posts, great stuff, recipes, workout ideas. It's really good stuff. And then also my Facebook page, which is just type in yurielkaim. Although there's my personal page and the fan page. Go to the fan page because I don't really post much of value on my personal profile page. And we're posting like videos and inspirational stuff there and again, recipes and all sorts of great stuff. And so those are the two best places to, you know, see what we're up to. And then if you like watching videos, I've got like 900 videos on YouTube. So (laughs) you can get pretty much everything I know on YouTube as well. Wow. Wow. It sounds like you've got heaps of resources. um, Yeah. For people to tap into, uh, which is great. So yeah, I'll make sure I include um, those in the show notes, but look, thanks so much um, for joining me today, Yuri. It's it's been fantastic having you on the show. I do actually have uh, quite a big Canadian following. I think for every Australian that joins my community, I think I have about two Canadians (laughs) join us. So yeah. So no doubt you're going to have a few extra fans after this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. (laughs) Awesome. Well, that's it uh, for another edition of the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. I'd love to hear your feedback and there are many ways you can do this via my Facebook page, The Healthy Shift Worker, through my website, healthyshiftworker.com, or you can visit The Wellness Couch at thewellnesscouch.com and leave a comment there. If you enjoy the show, please feel free to share it with other shift workers who you think may benefit or you can leave us a five-star rating on iTunes, which will help me to spread the healthy shift worker message to shift workers and organizations all around the world. If you'd like access to more free resources, including my newsletter, just visit my website, healthyshiftworker.com and enter your name and email address. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Until next time, may you continue to be as healthy as you possibly can be, despite working 24-7. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Couch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.